You're listening to Galaxy of Film. And welcome back to the brand new of Galaxy of Film. I'm, of course, your host, Max, joined by my shorter co-host, Danilo. How are you doing, man? I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. Chilling? Yeah, I'm chilling, bro. I'm always chilling. Nah, oh. class started again this week, dude. Fuck mm. that shit, but I still go. I still get decent grades. I still have a good time. And that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Hell yeah, man. I, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose is right, man. I suppose is right. Did some room reorganizing, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really know. There's not really much to give you an update on since last week, man. I don't really know um, if I've been doing anything. Was supposed to go out last week, didn't. Uh, we just stayed inside, ate pizza, had a few mm. good chuckles every now and then. But uh, no, nothing really, really much is going on, dude. I watched that Kaleidoscope thing on Netflix. That's pretty good. Oh, okay. Tell me about it, man. Tell me about your, your experience yeah. with Kaleidoscope. Dude, so it's like, I don't even know how many fucking episodes is it. But you could watch them in any order. Mm. And the only rule, I guess, was you had to end with white. That's what I hear. But I didn't see that anywhere when I started Kaleidoscope or looked on Netflix.com. So I was like, that's weird. Like, you'd think they would say that. Mm. So I don't know if you really have, if someone can find that for me, shoot us a, shoot us a tweet at Galaxy of Film. But I don't really know if you had to end with white. And, it, and per- personally, when I've watched it, it doesn't make sense to even end with white. Okay, how no. many episodes are there in general? Or total, excuse me. Eight, I think. Eight or nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like the rainbow. Red, orange, yellow, um, purple, violet, white. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. Um, green. But uh, it's good, dude. It, it's an interesting concept. And I will applaud Netflix for it. It may not be the best thing I've watched ever. Mm. But it's an interesting concept. Just like I applauded Bandersnatch. You know, that interactive, pick-your-own-adventure type uh movie or tele- tv whatever it was and i always got where fucking will poulter killed himself and that was the end of it sick one um but no dude it's an interesting concept because you have to change it up somehow tv's mm. getting boring you know and for people like me who don't watch television they go to movies instead it's interesting to think okay you can jump in at any episode and not be lost yeah i argue you are lost in some of these episodes so let me but ask because, you this real quick, though. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is this? Because the only thing I've heard about this is the whole, you know, any order we can watch this. It's a heist. It's a heist. Okay. It, they're doing this big heist, dude, in it. And in between, they do, like, little mini heists to, like, get to the big heist. Mm. And we see the... So some of them's them group, grouping up for this mini heist so they can do the big heist. Big heist, spoiler, is white. Okay. So then... Which is then last in the Netflix order or whatever, and when you mm-hmm. when you all get them, then it's the aftermath of it, and then there's one episode where they flash all the way back to like 25 years before the heist or something, like five years before the heist, some shit like that. So it's an interesting concept, only because, and it works in my opinion. You might be confused, but it works only because that's kind of how like these stories are unraveled. You know, look at Knives Out, mm-hmm. look at Glass Onion. Look at all your mystery stories. You always have to go back, you know, and learn something before you can move forward. I was about to say, this sounds very, very similar to, like, a deconstructed, like, Reservoir Dogs. A bit more in-depth and blown out. Yeah. Yeah. Always sucking off Tarantino when you get the opportunity, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Always <laughs> off Tarantino. But speaking of Tarantino, 
Speaking. That's you, man. I set you up, dude. I set you up, and you had no idea what the fuck to do, man. No, I had no idea yeah. what the fuck you're talking yeah, about. What's going on with Tarantino, bro. dude? What the fuck? Buddy, buddy, look at show notes. I didn't look fucking at, put Tarantino in the show notes. <laughs> and look at look at number one. Look at, okay, Child's Play Megan, guest starring, 2022. Look at that fourth bullet point, bud. Pretty sure that was inspired by Tarantino. Yeah, dude. I set you up, dog. I set you up. You had no <laughs> idea what the fuck to do with it, man. Yeah, sick Tarantino fan, buddy. We weren't anyway, there just yet, pal. We weren't there just yet. yet. <laughs> anyway, go watch Kaleidoscope, guys. It's really interesting. I do give a recommendation. Just as something interesting. Um, How long are the episodes? Uh, Like 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, is there um, a full, full yeah, like, yeah. pledge thing? Okay, yeah. gotcha. one, One's like 38. Like, oh, I think damn. that was green or something, yeah. So I okay. watched that. Yeah, it was like sick. No, no, you See, someone see where it says you have to end with white. Okay. Because if you don't, then I would have loved to rewatch it and not in the order that I chose. Because the order that I chose, blue ass, dude. <laughs> I stopped logging it in after because I was like, I'm fucked. Damn, dude. Yeah. I might check it out, man. I didn't watch uh, Fear Street a couple years ago when that was a big thing. So this might be the, the you know the Netflix gimmick for this year that I check out. Buddy, Fear Street's like Parasite. I mean, I mean this is like Parasite, and Fear Street is like Fear Street. Okay, yeah, I got yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, come on. Jesus Christ. Well, we're not alone this week, thankfully. Um, joining us yet again, I mean, he's always constantly here. I think it's been like two weeks since he's been on the show. But we've got Alex Reams. How are you doing, man? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Happy to be here. I've, I've been watching the bad Netflix crime show that dropped. Okay, uh, tell me Cop about it. Copenhagen Cowboy. It's from a Nicholas Winding Refn, the guy who did Drive and Only God Forgives and Neon Demon. Mm -hmm. The cra the Crazed Dane. That, okay. That's... Oh, and he also did a series for Amazon as well that was a headache to get through. And his latest is no different. Um, I'm doing a piece on it and regretting that because it's six hours of my life that I'm not getting back. <laughs> so uh, it's it's disappointing mm -hmm. because I've, I've been a huge champion of this guy. Like, I was with him even when people were saying he's crazy for making the Neon Demon. Okay. Like, I... I, I I've been a Refn fan through and through, even Valhalla Rising. So, wow. To see to see him go to this now is like. But the Pusher trilogy just got added to movie, so I'm watching that. I have not seen any of those, dude. <laughs> it's they're all great movies. It's a lot of foreign stuff. I know that's not really your fair. Not just so. having exposed to a lot of it, you know. Yeah. You you got to do some reason. Like you got to search for it. it okay. It's not easily accessible to find good foreign films. You got to have like the niche streaming services like Criterion Channel, Mubi, um, Hulu is surprisingly really good with foreign films, as is HBO Max. Yeah, Hulu is stepping up a bit. I've noticed that. They have almost the entire neon filmography, also, mm -hmm. which, like, if you're looking at American independent cinema, great selection to start off with. Yeah, neon's pretty good, man. Neon's pretty dope. They did a uh, pig. Good they shit. did Pig, they did Parasite, they did Triangle of Sadness. They Didn't did they do a, Spencer? Uh, yeah, yeah, they yep, did Spencer, they, yeah. They've, they've been on a roll, honestly. Like, if you want to win a Palm d'Or, have Neon distribute your movie, because the last three have been winners. Didn't they do Titany or whatever? Titany? Titan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. That was a Palm d'Or winner. That Oh, that's, that's the car fucking movie, right? Yeah, yeah, they have been on a roll, dude. Yeah, yeah. Damn. I like their movies, dude. I like their movies. I like their movies a lot, they're, actually. 
they're what A24 is supposed to be. Like, A24 has kind of become a bit of a gimmick for a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in that, like the A24 is kind of a genre of itself. You know what I mean? Lost me, dude. Lost <laughs> okay. me. Get me for a second. Right. But anyway, me. Neon is doing what A24 should be doing. They, like, if you want to see an original movie, go to Neon. Okay, dude, you lost me. That's We're, we're pulling the plug yeah. on this segment. All right, all right, all right. Oh, beautiful, man. That... Bo is lost. Yeah, that's an original film, bud. <laughs> I never said it wasn't, but all right, yeah, yeah, let's keep going, let's keep going, let's keep going. Jesus Christ. I, um, I've been watching some, uh, some Speaking Atlanta of original film. <laughs> Jesus, dude, give me Again? a second, man. Calm down. Um, Someone's excited. Speaking of Hulu, though, I've been watching Good Atlanta, morning. dude. Been watching Atlanta. Just finished season three the other day. The whole season's like in Amsterdam, which is pretty cool. Um, Donald Glover is fucking fantastic, man. I need to see this man direct uh, a movie at some point. Because if I'm not mistaken, season three is when he actually directs, finally, in the series. Um, no, he's been directing throughout. Yeah, well, I think multiple episodes, I'm saying. Because I know he did, like, the Teddy Perkins episode, I think, in season two. And, like, he's one in... or two episodes. Crazy thing is, the Emmy he's won is for directing, I believe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. He's a good like, director. I want to see I, him I was... do more. I wanted, like, a feature-length Guava Island. Like, that entire, like, mm-hmm. music video was br- amazing to watch. I mean, it's, like, 55 minutes, too. I like Guava Island quite a bit. I It was a surprise hit to me. Yeah. Good shit, dude. Good shit. But yeah, yeah, I watched season three. Um, getting ready to start season four this week. Go ahead and finish off the series now that it's just wrapped up. Fucking loving it, dude. Can't wait to wrap up on the series, you know? Good shit. Good shit. You look thrilled, dude. You look thrilled, Danilo. Nah, dude. I set you up so many times, bro. There's no transition there, man. There's no transition. <laughs> Speaking of shit. Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. Come yeah, on, dude. man. That's your transition now, buddy. Come on. Give me something to... Give me some credit, man. Give me some credit. Gotta keep everything flowing. But anyways, dude. Before we go ahead and talk about news this week, let's go over some announcements. Alex, you published a piece with us this week. Go ahead and talk about it for a second, man. So it's just a montage of 2022 in film. Um, it's just a short editing project that I like to do. Mm-hmm. Set it to uh, something in the way from the Batman. Haven't really gotten to use that a lot in editing this year. And Danilo's about to lose it because <laughs> he can't take anything seriously. Never. Um, never, never, never will. Is, don't ever change, buddy. Don't ever change. Um, yeah, it's just a little editing project that I've been working on. Way to hype That's yourself true. up, bud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. That, I don't know. I don't know. That really makes me want to watch that. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say here. <laughs> no, nah, man, go check it out, guys. It's on Galaxy Film Productions and our website, galaxyoffilm.com. Um, there's also another thing that Alex was involved with that we're getting ready to release soon. Um, an original short film directed and written by myself. Alex was my cinematographer for this piece. It's titled Like a Surgeon. Um, we'll be releasing this on the 15th of this month for the Galaxy of Film fan club group on Facebook, ran by our friend Shamim, so go ahead and check that out. Joined. Um, there's also an exclusive preview for Danilo's film coming out next month, Catalina's Curse. But um, yeah, dude, get ready for it, because also on the 20th of this month, which is 10 days from this recording, we'll be releasing it publicly on the YouTube channel and galaxyfilm.com as well. 
So get ready for that, dude. I'm very excited to go ahead and release this. Um, this was definitely a power project of ours. Um, my crew and cast, you know, were came in absolute clutch and were the dream team to work with that night for, for, for shooting. And I'm very excited to release this piece, man. It's been really fun to work on. Absolutely. But thanks. Where's my transition now, Danilo? There isn't one, dude. Because that, that, there, there isn't one, bro. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. You had it, man. You had two of them, man. You had two great transitions. <sighs> Fuck. You know what else is great, though, dude? What, man? This little movie coming out called Bo is Afraid. That's first up on our news. We had the trailer drop in the day. Did you watch this thing, Danilo? I watched it as soon as I saw the news that it dropped, dude. The guy's two for two. The guy's actually just X for X, man. Whatever project he put out, it's great, dude, in my opinion. It's mm. it's an interesting film director. Um, You like to suck off Tarantino, dude. I like to suck off Scorsese. Scorsese nailed it, dude. The dude knows how to frame the fucking shots. Yeah. Like, he just does. Like, I don't know what it, like, he, he, I think you are just born with that skill. I per, I truly do. You either know what you're doing or you don't. And you mm. gotta get there. He was born with it, man. It was a God-given gift to him and Scorsese. He knows how to frame a fucking shot. Looks fantastic. I truly have no idea what the fuck this is even going to be about. There's a little kid on the poster, and there's Joaquin Phoenix and Joaquin Phoenix in an, an older makeup. The little kid's the one that interests me the most, because I want to know how much we're going to see of that guy. Because obviously mm -hmm. that's not being played by Joaquin. Um... The one thing I did see when I did watch the trailer was on Twitter was like someone was saying like this looks very like Od like Odyssey Quest you know something like something like that because I guess he's having nightmares or some shit I don't fucking know dude they didn't really give much of a description about the movie but I'm down for that dude because Midsommar was like that man it was mm -hmm. a, like a fairy tale so if he's doing another like in line with that you know trying to take up on a different type of story trope and make it to more mainstream and modern you know using modern techniques to tell an old story. I'm down, dude, because if there's one thing I know, he's better than Robert Eggers in doing that. Yeah, that's for sure, dude. That's also a hot take. I'm also here for Yeah. Ah, man. A lot of Robert Eggers love after The Northman last year, dude. Um, I didn't watch this show, honestly, dude. I saw several frames from it, and I want to go blind as possible into this. Um, yeah, yeah. Unlike another trailer that you won't go blind into. The movie. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Fuck this other trailer, dude. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. We'll get to that. We're going to get to that. Alex, what are your thoughts on Bo is Afraid, the trailer, dude? I loved it. I think it looks crazy, um, demented. So I, I think it's going to be great. I'm a little surprised they're releasing it in April. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that release date just seems kind of weird to me. That seems to be the dumping ground for indie movies that don't have Oscar chance. Mm. That that seems that seems to be what's going on. Like that's what happened with Northman. It was essentially an indie movie with no Oscar chance because of its style and approach. So they dumped it in April. Problem with this though is that it's costing A twenty four a lot of money. So it needs to make about hundred and thirty million to break even at least. Damn. So. Man. Oh yeah, it was an expensive production. The movie's like three and a half hours. Oh, is it really? Yeah, this is like a literal, like, when they said it's an odyssey, it is a literal odyssey. God damn, dude. I'm glad this you said that part, because I'm really going in fucking blind now, man. <laughs> this this whole thing is like Aster putting all his chips on the table. You thought Midsommar was that? No, 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 no. This is him cashing all his chi chips in. Dang, He's man. Doing, so, which probably means that if this doesn't do well, 
he's gonna have to do like a mar- he's gonna have to do a big budget movie probably, just to get some credit back. Damn, like, hopefully he does well. Oh, I, I have, it has the chance to. Mm-hmm. You know, the A twenty four cult is strong, so I, I think it'll do. I think it'll do all right. Hopefully, hopefully, man. So. Well, let me hear your thoughts real quick on this other trailer we got coming out that just dropped yesterday during the game. Ant-Man and the Wasp, dude. What are your, what are your quick thoughts on this one? Uh, okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. There are some shots in this movie that do not look good. Good. Like, the, the, the CGI, the CGI like, is questionable in some of these scenes. Especially, and I'm going to call this one out because it was just particularly bad. Uh, the scene after Kang steps on Ant-Man's helmet and Ant-Man gets up looks horrendous i don't know what they were thinking it looks like it's in 240 resolution damn what is wrong with you like that that, there is no excuse you are an mcu movie you had a 200 million dollar budget and a 500 million dollar marketing budget Mm -hmm. no no excuse for that kind of mess especially from the guy who's directed the previous two ant-man movies like you would think he would have a, a a standard of quality i know the mcu's getting blown to bits right now but come on this is the last hope they really have. Oh, Please don't okay. ever use standard of quality and the MCU in the same sentence ever again. <laughs> that was your only <laughs> issue with that entire rant. Yeah. Yeah, please you don't ever what? say that again. Dude. Fair enough. That, look, after Love and Thunder, I don't think that'll ever happen again. After I saw a fucking just floating head, I don't really even know what the fuck it was, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there is no standard. There has never been a standard of quality with Marvel Pictures. They just I don't had, want... I don't There's want shit. Taika do. I don't want Taika doing Marvel ever again. I want him out. I don't I want, want Taika doing his, movies again, dude. Fuck Taika. No, I want him to make his weird little New Zealand movies because those things rule. Hunt for the Wilder People is awesome. Yeah, throw it on Netflix, dude. Yeah, great. Throw on Fear Street. Throw on the next Fear Street sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> the next yes. Fear Street. Yes, I want to, dude. That'd be awesome if he was like the first victim or something. Oh, shut What's the fuck up. Don't suck him off, yeah. dude. Yeah, fuck I'm dude. not. I'm just saying it'd be yeah, funny. He wants his own hit. Never mind. Anyway, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though. Listen, I'm about marveled out. It's same with everyone else on this fucking table here. I've been since... I don't even know when, dude. I think when it was Falcon and Winter Soldier. I like Loki for what it was, but... I, I don't care for Marvel, as we all know. You know? I do like seeing Kang, though. And I'm gonna see this movie... And have some type of level of excitement for it. Just how I did with Doctor Strange, dude. I just want to see Wanda kick some ass. All I want to see in this movie is can't kick some ass. I know CGI is going to be shit. I don't know the story's probably going to be shit. I'm going to see a few Paul Red jokes here and there, dude. And, that, that, and you know, expectations are on the ground. Yeah. So hopefully can kick some ass and I can be like, you know what? I'm happy I wasted two and a half hours of my life I won't get back. Or two hours and 45 minutes I won't get back. Yeah. If Kang won at the end, I'll be like... Maybe we didn't waste it for nothing, guys. I'll be honest, dude. I, I might not see this movie. Good, dude. I'm happy you said that. Tell me why. I, I, I have no fucking interest at this point, dude. I scroll on Twitter a couple minutes after the trailer drops publicly, and first thing I fucking see, screen grab of MODOK. I'm, I'm sick of it, dude. I'm sick of these Marvel movies showing absolutely fucking everything in the goddamn trailers. I'm sick of the triangle head floating posters. It looks like fucking horse shit. I'm just done, dude. I'm done. I refuse to watch the trailer. If and when I see this, I'll go into it blind. And if I see this, honestly, it's purely for the podcast at this point. Yeah, I'm just dude. marvel the fuck out. I had to see shit movies for this podcast, dude. So do you, man. So do you. <laughs> this, but, this is our sacrifice we make. 
I, I like that first Ant-Man trailer initially. Do you have Rocket Man in the background? Oh, yeah, that was perfect. Goodbye, it was a decent Patron. trailer. It was a decent trailer, dude, but like you said, this show would have been fine if they didn't just have an abundance of CGI every fucking shot, you know, and if we didn't show MODOK. Yeah, like, the, yeah. the first trailer we got for this should have been the last, dude. I don't know why Kang is shown in the trailer at all, to be honest with you. That was yeah, a no, huge mistake. I thought we were going to get a voiceover of Kang, dude, and get the, like, interesting storyline, or, like, not the storyline, but, like, yeah, some of, like, what the hell this even is, and then just, like, a few CGI shots. So another, like, minute 20, not two minutes and 30 seconds of Kang's world with CGI that doesn't even look like it's fucking rendered. Yeah, dude. I'm done. Hell yeah, buddy. Hell yeah. So that's three studios we hate here at Galaxy of Film. Let's list them off for you. Lucasfilm, DC, Marvel, fuck you guys. <laughs> A24, we love you. Neon, we love you. Speaking of another filmmaker I hate, dude, this fucking movie's getting a re-release next month, it looks like. James Cameron's throwing out a 4K remaster of Titanic. Fuck James Cameron. Fuck Titanic, dude. Um, this is one of those Who boring owns? things I've seen. Who owns Titanic? Is it Disney? Paramount. It's Paramount. Mm. I believe. Uh. No, no. I, the rights issue is weird. I know James Cameron has total control over when. All right, dude. Old. Don't try to act like you know what who owns the dude. It was just gonna be a question, man. But listen, hey. anyway, man. James Cameron now has all the fucking money in the world. Because yes, yeah. Thanks for the thank. Thank you, Mr. Google. That that's what I wanted to see. I don't want to hear a guesstimate on who owns the fucking property, bud. It is Paramount. <laughs> okay, but anyway, though, man. James Cameron has like what, dude? He's just doing so he can get some more money because probably he's like, hey guys, for Avatar three, we're gonna need a few. Two extra dinero. Yeah, and dude. So he's like, "Fuck, let me let me release one of my biggest hits again." You this know is... what? Re you know who should be re-releasing re a hit? Hmm. Michael Bay and the movie called Ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! This is like the second or third re-release. I've seen this in theaters when I was in fucking middle school, dude, for the anniversary. Dude, I saw this in 3D. Alright, I don't want to fucking see it in 4K. Listen, dude, I think it's just the turn of the century we get these re-releases, you know? Because let me think about it, dude. This movie probably was released when DiCaprio was a kid. Probably got released sometime around 9-11. Probably got released sometime when we were in school. Now probably gets re-released again. I, I guess, you know? dude. I don't know. And maybe next year, too. In 10 years from now. Dude, next century. In 8K. in 8K, dude. God damn, man. But yeah, this, this, you called it out. It feels like this is for funding Avatar 3 purposes. I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing? Who, who, who's asking for this, man? Who's asking for it? Okay, yeah, Alex, you keep, put your fucking hand down, dude. Yeah, dude. Fucking gay ass. <laughs> <laughs> what? What does that have to do? You know what? I'm, not, I'm done with the James Cameron slander. Y'all are crazy. No, let me, hear, let me hear you defend them, dude. I know you like James Cameron. I personally yeah, don't, you I, know. Let me hear some good movies that are quint quintessential to my viewing <laughs> as a filmmaker. I, I'm one of the hardcore defenders of Avatar, and I'm a defender of Titanic because I finally have... I get why people love that movie. I mean, it's maximalist filmmaking at an insane level. I mean, especially at the time when it was the biggest movie ever made. Like, think, he rebuilt the Titanic, essentially, for this for this movie. So Seems like a waste of fucking money when you could have been a smart filmmaker and just recreated some set pieces and, you know, optimize your camera quality better and your camera techniques. 
Seems like he just wasted the studio's fucking money, in my opinion. <laughs> and yet it made them over $2 billion. Yeah, dude, because the P... The, uh, what is it called? Dude, the publicity had to be absolutely astronomical for this fucking thing. So they can make some money back. You know what? Scratch that list I had before. Fuck Marvel, dude. Fuck DCEU. Fuck Star Wars. Fuck James Cameron, dude. <laughs> Why do you all hate on? Dude. Why why do you hate on James Cameron so much? What's your problem with him? I just don't like James Cameron movies, dude. Like honestly, I said, dude, like I said, you couldn't name me a quintessential movie that I need to watch for my filmmaking yes. life, man. Terminator Two. Oh, fuck Terminator, bro. Yeah, fuck Terminator Two, dude. I don't even watch a Cyborg honestly, when I could have watched Metropolis. And I will argue this Avatar. I do. I will argue Avatar. I think Avatar, dude, is the, at least the first. I'm not going to speak for the second one. I think the first Avatar is important, important technically, just like 2001: Space Odyssey. No, it's not. No, it's not, dude. I think Avatar it's a gorgeous two, dude, visual exactly. piece. Hey, don't, 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 don't start down in Avatar two. I will die on a hill for that movie. I'm on Avatar one. My bad. Avatar one, dude. I don't, I don't see it do as doing anything like that, man. You know who did make the first CGI film? My man George Lucas. That's exactly yeah, right, bro. Yeah. You know who that first CGI you know, character is? Jar Jar Binks. That's exactly fucking right, dude. So why the fuck would I watch Avatar, buddy? <laughs> I can watch Jar Jar say, Misa, stupid. Yeah. So you want to watch Jar Jar over the Big Blue People movie? A thousand percent, dude. Well, I'd rather Y'all see are, a Jar Jar average day life Joe show where you just... Gets a cup of coffee in the fucking morning and sits down in front of the screen for eight hours. That's basically that Clone Wars episode where he has a fucking girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. That you're, was nuts, bro. You're insane. No hey, way. He saved Padme, too, man, in Clone Wars as well. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And then Commander Gree came in and was like, pew, pew, pew. Y'all need to stop hating on Avatar. on the Gungans, dude. Yeah. I'll hate on, on Gungans all day. I mean,. Oh Jesus Christ. Michael Bay, if you're out there, dude, please make ambulance too, bro. I got a yes. pound of coke. We can get you it, allegedly. You know, I'm at a college town. We can get you it allegedly. And we can just start writing this script, man. Galaxy of Film and Michael Bay presents Ambulance. Oh, no, dude. It should be something for an MSU, bro. Oh god, I don't know what the fuck. You know what you need? The overtop this? You need one of those fucking like helicopters for hell hospitals, dude. Yeah, dude, heli, heli, what are they, uh, no, helos, helos, <laughs> helos in the helos over MSU, yeah, dude, transporting, yeah. You think Ch it's just Michael gonna take Bay, one pound? Please, dude, Michael Bay, please, man. You think it'll only take one pound? <laughs> Come on, dude, this is allegedly here. <laughs> oh, allegedly. Dude. God, man. God, we're a production company, not a fucking cartel. Jesus, dude. I wish we were the latter, bro. I promise you, I would have run that shit tight. That's why you're Pablo, bro. That's why you're Pablo. Dude, when I was a kid, man, I just keep on having these thoughts, bro. When I was a kid, man, I remember exactly, I watched something on HGTV, not HGTV, the History Channel, bro. Mm -hmm. Talking about the cartel life or whatever. And Juarez, Gu Guzman, all those fucking guys, dude. I came up and I was like, you know what? I was like eight or ten, dude. I told my dad, I was like, you know what I want to do in life, Dad? I think I finally figured it out, man. He's like, what? And I said, run a goddamn cartel. <laughs> the life they live, dude, is the life I want. And then I saw Goodfellas, and that didn't help the case at all. I can imagine, dude. I was waiting for that Goodfellas quote. <laughs> anyway, though, this is all allegedly, this is all allegedly, man. We're good, upstanding citizens here at Galaxy of Hell. Allegedly. 
Speaking of good and outstanding citizens. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Speaking Come of good. Come on, dude. She didn't let me fucking finish, dude. You killed a segue before I could even fucking land, asshole. Jesus, man. What am I fucking working with, dude? What am I fucking working with? You're not going to answer now? You're my segues, bro. Speaking of what we're going to be working with, Bob the Builder 2 got a remake. Oh, uh, Jesus Check it out. <laughs> Speaking of things to check out, or perhaps not, you fucking tell me, dude. We're going to go ahead and get ready to talk about these toy movies this week. We got Child's Play and Megan on the list. Before we go ahead and do that, though, we have a little uh, stream of the week to go ahead and go over. So we'll be right back, guys. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Galaxy of Film. It is your co-host here, Danilo. And before we dive into the episode, I wanted to just say that my thesis film, Catalina's Curse, will be out February 9th in the Facebook group called Galaxy of Film Fan Group, so be sure to check it out. I have my editor, Ethan, on it. I have an actress, Emily, and myself, who was the director. We did an amazing job. I'm really proud of it, so be sure to check it out in the Facebook group. Then it'll be available publicly March 16th uh, on our Galaxy of Film Productions YouTube channel. So once again, be sure to check out, out guys, and thank you, and now for the episode. The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured within the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number 5. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number 4. Thanks. Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tabana gas mine. Number 3. Like you did by the lake on the roof. Number 2. Set your course for the hot system. And lastly, number one. Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? What's up, y'all? This is Dakari Holder returning to you once again for another episode for Stream of the Week. And today wasn't necessarily a stream, more rather a view on a Blu-ray disc from the Shaw Scope Volume 2 box set. Uh, that film being Invincible Shaolin, directed by Chang Che from 1978. Same cast members from The Five Venoms of another film I also highly recommend, just like this one. Um, this film is a very has a very contemporary story regarding uh, a person in higher power trying to pervert the Shaolin spirit by making both the opposing sides, the North and the South, try to fight each other. But it never works because the true Shaolin spirit will always remain. And that's the message that the film kind of delivers in a very clear and just in-your-face fashion, especially with the epic finale that this film has. I definitely recommend this. Not as good as Five Venoms or Crippled Avengers, but definitely up there for Shaw Brothers fans. Go watch it. All right, guys, we're back from our break. Unfortunately, Alex decided that he didn't want to partake in the conversation of watch the fucking movie this week. So it's just me and Danilo going to go ahead and talk about Megan. He'll be joining us back for Child's Play. <laughs> so Danilo, go ahead and give me a recap of Megan. <laughs> fucking G. Anyway, though, shout out to Gamer Hero, bro. You saw this shit in theaters. He did, dude. Wow. And he posted on the Facebook, the Galaxy Film fan group. Yeah, dude. Another shameless plug. But anyway, though, yeah. Megan, dude. M3GAN. This movie instantly, when it started, man, you know what it reminded me of? Malignant. But we'll get that into when we talk about it. Okay. But we get this fucking stupid toy commercial, dude. We find out they're a toy company. They're trying to make toys. These little scientists or toy people are working on this Megan doll. You know, some virtual doll. 
Um, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. We then flash to this other story where it's this girl. She's with a ski trip. You know, her parents just get absolutely obliterated, dude, by a fucking snowplow truck. Um, and then she has to go with the aunt, who's one of the women in the uh, toy company, who's making this Megan doll, who's making this virtual doll. Um, she doesn't know the big boss wants it shut down, but they're like, "Nah, guys, like we're onto something. We're onto something." Um, then the doll like becomes the life because uh, I don't even know what the little girl's name is, dude. Like, we're just gonna call her fucking I don't know, Olivia. Olivia over there <laughs> uh, lost her parents. She's so fucking depressed. She wants to kill herself every goddamn day. She needs a friend. She's just so fucking weird, personally. Um, and so the th- her aunt, who's now her guardian, is like, "Hey, I got you some." Later, the Megan Dow, they test it out, they run background tests, whatever. Megan's all cool and dandy, yada, 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 yada. Movie goes on for like 20 minutes, they're just straight chilling. Megan becomes violent because uh, the Guardians, like, protect Megan at all costs, you know, and I guess that was like override code for like kill anyone who looks at Megan the wrong way. Because mm. that's exactly what Megan, or Olivia, because that's exactly what Megan does, dude. She fucking takes the head off a dog, fucking skins alive the old lady who's mean to Olivia, rips a boy's ear off. Um, accidentally then kills him. I don't know if that would be considered manslaughter. I don't think that would be considered manslaughter, dude. I don't know. Because if you're in New York and you're chasing someone and they get hit by a car, I don't know if you're liable for that. Really? I don't know. Because, like, shouldn't you have looked both ways? Like, you're not in a crossing. You know, you didn't look... You're not a crosswalk. I don't know. It's very... Any lawyers out there, let us know. Shoot us an email at galaxyfilm.com. Um, anyway, though, you know, we keep going on, man. And, uh, yeah, Megan's just an absolute just fucking beast now at this point dude she's like talking tina 8.9 fucking slaughtering anything in her sight tries to take over the world kills the main boss of the toy company um almost kills the ant dude she finally turns evil she's ready to kill the ant because she's like i'm gonna be the guardian of olivia now they have a big fucking battle at the end um the guardian won uh, megan got ripped in half and died yeah that is that is megan dude that is megan Produced by none other than James Blum, Blum, and James Wan. What were your? Because you you saw this before I did, like last week, like almost a full week ago, I think. Now actually, um, what was your initial thoughts of this one, dude? Yeah, I saw it like last Sunday, man. Oh, like two days ago. Yeah, come on now, come on now, G. Dang, I thought you saw it earlier than I did. Anyways, dude, what's what are your fucking thoughts on this one? Oh, no, I did it Saturday. My bad. You probably saw it, like, the other day. Um, My initial thoughts was... It was... It's a... It had moments that it was funny. And I laughed out loud. Mm. But the majority of the movie was a total shit show. Yeah, dude. I, um... I, I, when it, I walked out of the theater for this one, I just didn't give a fuck about this. It felt like I just kind of just existed for an hour and 40 minutes or whatever. It was watched a very low-budget rental B-movie, it felt like. And then I went on, like, social media, and I saw, like, the reactions for this. And then I kind of had a bit of appreciation for it, honestly. I think this movie is a good introduction horror movie. For, like, for a kid who is just sprawling into it, because it's not too gory. It plays on the same trope we see other slashers do, like the Child's Play franchise. And I like it for that reason. But other than that, dude, like, I I don't know. This personally did not, like hit for me if that makes sense i i get it and i think i agree with you in that statement the movie started where it didn't take itself seriously yeah and so i thought they were gonna run with that throughout the entire film because mm. i'm like now it might work 
if you're already from the beginning not taking yourself seriously and knowing this is like a joke of a film, like not a joke of a film, but like, you know, that's what people will think. And you have this fucking now, it's been done over and over with other iterations of this type of story. I was like, this could potentially be decent. Yeah. Like Malignant, dude. Malignant knew it was a it was a joke of a film. You know, it was supposed to be a comedy, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You know, it, like it had the, those cuts or whatever that made it like a throwback to the 80s, like cheesy shit like that. So I thought that's what this was going to be. Instantly when we saw the commercial and all the kids playing, I'm like, you know, not bad. Mm-hmm. But then it started to take itself seriously, and I'm like... You know, with, like, AI, you know, and all that. Like, oh, my God, the doll has conscience. The doll has feelings. Like, no, 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 no. We don't need that type of talk. We need the joke that the guy says, you know, when you're having that talk. Not the, oh, my God, did we just create conscience to her doll? Is she becoming self-aware? No, 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 man. No, we need them jokes. We don't be need We don't need no technical aspects of it. So I once when it started to get serious, once when it started to get, like, real serious like that, I was mm-hmm. like, you lost me. You lost me. Because now, you, now, now you're thinking this is like Ex Machina 2.0. It's not Ex Machina 2.0, you know. Mm-hmm. But because uh, if you watch Ex Machina and this, oh, my God, the movie's almost identical, man. I need to watch Ex Machina still. We've been talking about that one for a while, too. Yeah. Yeah, the movies are almost identical in the plot, dude. And it that pains me to say because Ex Machina is just a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie just tried to take itself too seriously when it didn't need to. I think the you biggest know. example of, like, the, the jokes of that stuff, too, is with the uh, the CEO or the the boss, whoever yeah, this, like, department. Yeah. Like, I thought he was yeah. funny, dude. But once they started going in-depth about the AI stuff, I couldn't care less about his jokes at that point. You're right, dude. Yeah, You're absolutely man. right with that. You nailed that one. Yeah, man. I think he's, like, like the one... biggest example of a, of a wasted character in this. God, what was the joke? Someone made a joke, dude, and the whole fucking theater was laughing or some shit like that. I forget what it was, man. But the theater was laughing with the jokes, man. And then, like, you hear, like, you could hear his sighs mm-hmm. when they like tried to be serious. But eh, what can you do? No, I agree, dude. I absolutely agree on that. I think this uh, film also suffers from like trailer face, where like every kill is in the trailer. So I beat for beat expect them at this point too. I was a bit disappointed. Oh, I didn't by watch that. the. I didn't watch the trailer actually. I saw like one. Okay. Like I saw the teaser mm-hmm. like in December. Uh. When I went to go see one of those fucking December movies that we covered. And then I never saw anything else for this again. Okay, yeah, dude. This has been, like, playing like a motherfucker on Hulu and whatnot. I'll admit, okay. like, they did do a good job advertising this piece. Yeah, yeah, By all means. So, I just wish those, you know, promotional pieces were a bit more vague so I could have appreciation for them. Because I think, like, I think they, this movie looks good, too, for the most part. And I think that's what makes these kills memorable. Like, the, the red-ass hallway we see where she does the dance move with the, the paper cutter coming down. Like, that's a memorable scene because of the color balance and whatnot for me. Like, it's a decent-looking shot. and But yeah, I was yeah, expecting yeah. that because of the trailer. Okay. If, if you okay. have, for a movie that only has five or six kills, I wish it wouldn't have shown the really nice-looking ones, at least, in the trailer. I wish the trailer took itself, like I said, dude, as a joke. Mm-hmm. Where they make it seem like... All you're going to be watching is a kid trying to interlink with the toy. Yeah. And so it's like a dramedy piece. And then when you get into the film and it's a fucking killing movie, you're like, ah, dude, that's funny. Anyway, though, I looked in my letterbox, dude, when the mm-hmm. last time I saw a movie in theater and the last time I saw a horror movie, I saw this trailer, dude, in October. Halloween the Ends? Teaser- yeah, Halloween. It was either Halloween Ends or Smile. I don't remember which one. 
Yeah, dude, this was for Halloween Ends. I remember seeing this, I think yeah. for the first time, for Halloween Ends, because I had Mark so, with oh, me. That was it. So yeah. That was it then, yeah. But, man, what can you do? Gosh, man, what are some other things you don't like off the top of your head about this? That, that's my big gripe, dude. I had fun with them. I had I tried to have fun with most of this movie. I was hungover, mm-hmm. so I just tried to have fun with it. I was like, it can't be any worse. It can't be worse. It can only be something fun you go see. You know, there's kids in my theater, like young kids. There's families in it. There's some older couples, like trying, not older couples, like my age couples who look older, like in their 30, young 30s, late 20s, you know. So they all knew, like, this was going to be a joke of a film. And I was like, if you go in with that approach, you should be fine. I didn't mind the girl. I thought she did okay. I thought the the Megan doll was pretty funny at times, you know, mm-hmm. when she had comments or sarcastic looks or, you know, made a joke. Um, but, yeah, man, like, the things that needed to be funny were funny. And the things that needed to be serious needed to be funny. Yeah, I agree, dude. But, I, I mean, the directing wasn't terrible. The acting wasn't terrible. I like the the aunt, the the main woman in this. I do like her in this, dude. She's in something I ju- like. I didn't just watch, but I know her from. I wish I knew what it was, dude. Because I instantly recognized her as soon as I saw her. And now I'm going to look because <laughs> oh, you know who she is, dude? Don't you? She's a girl from Get Out. Oh, yeah, dude. That's why I knew her from. I was like, I know this girl. I know this girl. Why don't I know what she's in? I looked it up as soon as I got out of the theater, and yeah, she's the girl from Get Out, the one who captures the African-American men <laughs> and women, because I think she was, like, gay in, like, one photo, just so they had some representation. Oh. Wow. Weird, dude. Um, That's I wouldn't expect her from Get Out, of all things. Yeah, and I don't know if you watched uh, Perfection on Netflix. I did not. About violinists, yeah, they were, like, violinist cult, and it was kind of like an like Epstein Island-ish-esque Oh, or the violin players. Yeah, dude. Actually, a decent film. Not gonna lie. A lot of the I, Netflix stuff recently went under the radar for me, dude. Yeah, this wasn't recent, dude. This was like during COVID, I think. Maybe even before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of the Netflix yeah, stuff yeah. since we didn't like Galaxy of Film. Every all that's still recent to me in my head. You know, this yeah, doesn't yeah. feel like fucking over 100 episodes. But, oh no, not at all. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that era though. Haven't covered too. Yeah, man. Because just so much comes out because of streaming. Yeah. So much. Um, I think my biggest gripe with this thing, dude, is, like, it. this movie overstays its welcome, by all means, in my opinion. I'm happy you said that, dude. I agree as well. I was like, we gotta hit 145, like, soon. Yeah, no, exactly, dude. Like, this was a rough 145. I wish this was, like, an hour and 15, hour and 20. I think this would have been really solid at that point. Yeah. Um, the fake-out ending was, like, a two... I think it was, like, did, like, two fake endings, actually. Yeah, dude. The Bruce on, fight, man. the second robot. Yeah. Didn't really give a fuck about that, dude. Not gonna lie. You know, we had a little satisfying scene. She comes up, puts the gloves on, kind of like, uh, oh, what was that movie, dude? Of Hugh Jackman, the, the robots, Real Steel. Yeah, dude, real. Yeah, because Eminem did his, uh, did some songs for it. Yeah, that was a cool little scene. It made me think of Real Steel, dude. I appreciated that. Other yeah. than that, dude, I could throw that whole ending away, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But what would you, you rate this the, one, Danilo? You know what the joke was, dude? It was <laughs> when she was at that fucking uh, new school or whatever. Hmm. And the aunt was talking to that other kid's mom, and the other, the mom, the mom, and the mom kid, ha- mom had like that 11 year old, 12 year old kid, looks like he was fucking 15 or 16, and she's like, Jimmy, Jimmy, did you put, you know, she said like something in her mom voice or whatever, and he's like, shut the fuck up, mom. Oh, that's yeah. Exactly- <laughs> yeah, 
that shit. I was dead, dude. My whole theater was fucking dead, bro. <laughs> you you always know there's that one kid, man. There's that one kid. What would I rate this dude? Um, fuck. What did I rate it, dude? I rated it a two. Naboo. A hoth on its way to Naboo. Okay. Um, it wasn't the worst thing I watched by any means, but and the the parts where it didn't take itself seriously were great. You know, like I love I enjoyed those moments that I was in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that it's overstated. It's welcome. It felt a bit too long. Seriousness, like oh my god, you gave a doll consciousness, and you know then then they real quick they dove into that whole therapy session with the girl losing her fucking family, you know, and trying to t- tackle that angle as well. So they had we just gave something consciousness that shouldn't have consciousness mm-hmm. we're dealing with a relationship a therapy like sigmund freud shit with losing people and then gaining a new person or whatever and then we're dealing with the aunt's relationship with their daughter so it's like they had way too many things going on too it was an overcrowded plot thematically yeah um, i could see that but over overall rating yeah hot on snowy and boo i enjoyed it for what it was um the other stuff i could take out and we'd be just fine Okay, for me this is a Naboo dude. Like this is a comfortable movie in a sense. Where like I probably won't ever watch this again on my own. But oh, yeah. you know, later down the line, I don't know how many years, whoever. If I'm introducing my niece or nephew to horror or a kid of my own in the future to horror films, this is something I feel like is a safe movie to like reflect back to and introduce them to, which I appreciate. Um, but other than that, dude, like. I'm unsure. I think this is a good stepping stone for PG-13 movies because it's doing well, like, numbers-wise, at least, too. PG-13? This is PG-13. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this is a good oh, that, entryway. fantastic PG-13 movie, then, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. I like I it know. for that reason. Yeah. But other than that, man, like, the trailers really killed this for me. I think at the end of the day. that Like, it stays, it overstays his welcome a bit too much. It just doesn't know when to end, and this trailers use the best moments in the trailer. So... It's in the boo for me, but maybe one day I'll look back on it. Like I said, man, it, this is a, a good safe net of a horror film, I feel like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. This is a better horror movie in January than I thought it would be. I'll give it that as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, this this will... the Like, their first quarter selection of the year, this yeah. is, like, the horror movie. Like, I can comfortably reflect back and look back on this and not hate it, I feel like. Yeah, because what was... I think last year's was called The Prodigy... With that little kid or whatever, and he, like... Oh, yeah. The old guy killed someone, and he, he was given birth, and they both, like, switched souls or some shit like that. I I don't remember much of that movie. It had one great scare in it. Mm-hmm. But, God, that thing was fucking awful, dude. We almost yeah. covered it, I think, dude, didn't we? I no, know. last year was uh, Scream as well. Yeah, that no, that came out a bit early, I think, too, didn't it? Like, May or February. What did? Oh, it was both of them. No, it was, dude. Yeah, it was January. Mm-hmm. Scream was, was January. Because we saw the stuff yeah. in uh, New York for it. Damn! When did the Prodigy come out, dude? That was I first quarter, out, I think. I think that came out two years ago. Then didn't? Holy! If it came out two years ago, dude. Holy fuck! Hold on one second, dude. Prodigy yeah, look that shit up, dude. Twenty nineteen. In January, right? Um, February. Yeah, dude. Get the fuck out! Escape Room Two came out in January, bro. That's what we're thinking. Escape Room 2. God, what a fucking waste of a movie. Both of them, dude. Prodigy and Escape Room 2. I hate Escape Room, man. I'm happy they just made a sequel. I liked the first one. I was really interested to see if they would make a sequel. I'm, ha- I'm just happy someone made a fucking sequel. I get that. But then I need a trill. I need a- the closing chapter now, so. 
I, I hope Netflix buys it or something. So then, you know, we can agree, like, eh, it was a shit. It was a shit trilogy. So yeah, but you Netflix. get it wrapped up at least. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, that's why Netflix has it, though, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about the original Child's Play, though, man. Um, Alex, you can unmute yourself now since you watched this one, bud. <laughs> Welcome back to the <laughs> show, pal. <laughs> Good to be back. Good to be back. Danilo, go ahead and give us your recap on this one, man. All right, dude, from what I remember, which is not much, because this was one of those FX movies on... I saw FX now during all the Halloween time, dude. We have that like two days of Chucky marathon, but uh, some evil soul puts a the toy company puts their evil soul into the fucking doll and the Chucky doll and Chucky's like this hot toy back in the day and now the kids want it for Christmas and shit like this is a Christmas movie, dude. Holy fuck, I forget about that. Um, the kids want it for Christmas or whatever. La di da da da. Kid gets it for Christmas. He's with his mom or aunt, dude. Once again, it's like one of those weird things, isn't it? It's his mom. The aunt is introduced right afterwards, though. I was very confused by that. Okay, okay, yeah. So his mom or whatever, dude. Well, Chucky's just on a fucking rampage, dude. Um, instantly. It's not even like you did something to piss him off. He's just evil. Um, yeah. You know, so he just goes around killing people, killing people, killing people. Mom goes after him, tries to be like, nah, dude, your doll's okay. Shut the fuck up, kid. Nah, dude, Chuck. Chucky ain't Chucky ain't there to play, dog. He's there to win. Um, so he keeps going on killing people, killing people, killing people, dude. And I don't. They like shred him or something at the end, don't they? Like he gets fucking deformed or some shit. Don't they try to kill him? They burn him, dude. Yeah, that's it. They burn him. Yeah, yeah. So they burn him, and then that's the end of the movie, dude. And you get fucking like four sequels after that. Yeah. When was the first time you watched this? You saw it on FX. Yeah, dude. I was a kid, man. I was a kid, bro. I was like 12, 13, 14. I watched this fucking film for the first time. Okay. It was on, they did it. It was on those FX, like FX Now was once mm-hmm. FX on cable. And that's where I, it, that's where my childhood for movies came in. That's where Wild Things, that's why I was introduced to Wild oh. Things. That's why I was introduced to Chucky. That's why I was introduced to Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, The Departed. Damn. There are a lot of movies I've watched on there. Yeah, so one of them was Chucky, man. It was during Halloween and I loved it, dude. There was a lot of bleeping and the words didn't seem to match what the, they were saying at times. So I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? So yeah. once I heard, you know, a proper age of, like, actually wanting to watch Chucky as, like, a, you know, adult, I guess, to an extent, or young adult. Mm-hmm. Movie cracked me up, dude. Movie fucking cracked me up. <laughs> I love this guy, dude. He's a fucking G, bro. Dang, man. Okay, okay. My, um, my first time watching this one, I'm not gonna lie, dude, this is rough. Uh, man, I'm not, I don't, I only talk about this era often, bro, but you know what this is, dude. You know, you know about the Conjuring episode, of course. Um... That was kind of like my first time watching this fucking thing. I saw the 2019 remake of Mark Hamill in theaters, and then oh. fucking hated that, of course. But I loved hearing Mark Hamill say, this is for Tupac, and then fucking, you know, stab someone. The <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking great hearing Luke Skywalker say that shit out loud. Um, but I bought the, like, Scream Factory Blu-ray of Child's Play in, like, 20... I think 2020, actually, yeah. Got with the slipcover and everything, really excited to see it. I ended up going to the hospital for a little bit, dude, and for whatever fucking reason, the TV in the hospital room had this movie on repeat, and i rather have fucking shot myself in the goddamn head than watch Child's Play. I was so fucking upset this thing was playing, Jesus, dude. dude. <laughs> I'm, ser- I'm serious, bro. This was the only fucking movie playing all goddamn day. I was mad. I was like, I have a 65-inch 4K TV at home. I could be watching this on my fucking couch, and you want me to watch this shit in here? Go fuck yourself, dude. 
So I was pissed. I vowed to like never watch this movie. I said this on the show a few times, man. Um, but here I am. But you watched it. I, yeah, just for the podcast, bro. This is one of those. Yeah. Um, and I can say with confidence, man, like this is actually a decent movie, surprisingly. It is, dude. It is. Yeah, like genuinely, I don't think I'll ever watch this again because of that connection. I want to be very clear of that when I give my rating and stuff on this one. But I, I did enjoy this, surprisingly. Not going to lie. And we'll get more into that. But Alex, when was the first time you watched this Child's Play film? Uh, during my American history class <laughs> in high school. Because I I didn't have anything to do. I, I watched it during class. I mean, I, I was done with everything. So it was on Amazon Prime. Pulled up my laptop and started watching it. You had your laptop in class? Yeah, dude. I had a, I carried a laptop with me. You were one of those once. kids? Yeah, because I did all my work online. And I'm, I'm not going to use the slow com- school computers. I use my own. Did you have a little mouse with you, too? No. Way to show off your white privilege, man. Way to show off your white privilege, <laughs> says the brown kid who went to a private school and had a tablet. And so did every other kid in the fucking classroom. <laughs> Continue, Alex. Continue. But yeah, that that was the first time I watched it. Um, I liked it. I mean, I, I I'm a Brad Dourif fan. Just okay. Him as an actor, I love him. I think he's great. So that was the main draw for me. And I mean, he was really good. I mean, it's this this is kind of a dark comedy. This is like, good. It's, it, it is surprisingly funny, which is something that the 2019 movie missed entirely. Hmm. So it it it's good. It's good. It is, dude, and I agree. I think the 2019 had a... It just missed some stuff, dude. I mean, the first fucking victim of this film is the aunt just being chucked out of the goddamn fifth story of the building. We don't even see Chucky at this point. She's just fucking thrown out the window. So funny. And then from this point, Chucky, like, the next day when the kid goes to fucking school, Chucky convinces this kid to, you know, drop... Not drop out, but to fucking skip school for the day. Go to the middle of Southside Chicago <laughs> just to go fucking dicking around at a fucking, like, trap house, basically, which was set on fire and, like, blew up, dude. Um, and then the kid is fucking interrogated by the feds in the middle of Chirac. <laughs> um, yeah, man. This this is a comedy for sure. 100%. Hey, um, go ahead. Score goes fucking hard, though, dude. The score goes fucking hard, man. Score is good on this. You're right. Yeah, it, it's pretty pretty iconic. It is, dude. It is. Um, what are some things you don't like about this, Danilo? Uh, more swearing. I, I feel like I needed that from Chucky. I feel okay. like I need to just have him assert himself a bit more. And Other than that, though, dude, this is a movie that knew what it was. Like yeah, The other one didn't know that, what yeah. it was. This movie knew what it was, dude. So there's not much I have to complain. Because when a movie knows what it is, mm-hmm. it works. Even if it's shit. Yeah, you know, it works. Um, no, I like this movie, dude. It just reminds me of like my old days, old days of kid and old cinema. Reminds me the like, oh god, what's it like? The film that they use to shoot this on or whatever, or mm-hmm. the grain that you see. Reminds me of um, oh god, Silence of the Lambs, dude. So it brings back those memories as well. Oh, okay. Don't know why. Don't know why, dude. I have no idea why, but it just does. But no, I don't have many complaints about this movie. I just like it. Just uh, turn it on and have a have a good chuckle. Nice, dude. That's some great scenes, some cool kills, too. Like, there's this nice electroshock kill where Chucky puts on the, I don't know what, like, not a helmet, but the fucking, like, headband on the guy. 
That's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, the car chase scene or the car attack scene is really fucking good. I love that that whole sequence. Um, this is like a weird, like feel good movie almost, dude, for horror. Like this is a good slasher film more than horror. Like they don't find this scary whatsoever. Come on. Do you have any any gripes with this one, Alex? Uh, the kid's pretty annoying, honestly. I, I don't oh. like the kid in this movie. Um, Dang. I, I, I feel like it, it, it's trying to function as a horror movie, mm-hmm. and it fails in that aspect. It plays more as a comedy, but okay. it does well as a comedy. So, I mean, I I got to fault it for not exactly committing to the horror part, but I, I respect that it plays as a comedy well. Okay, that's a hot take, dude. That's a hot take. Yeah. Dang. Okay, man. I think my my biggest gripe with this thing is also my biggest gripe with Megan, though, honestly. I think this movie ends on a horrible, horrible way. Um, Again, I couldn't care less about the fake death, dude. I guess the burn Shecky sequence is kind of neat. I wish that was saved for, like, a cold open to a sequel. That would have been really neat to see. You know, if we just ended with a shot with a... The little kid fucking knocking Chucky's head off or something, dude. Or, like, when they're shooting him and all the limbs go off. It would have been enough for me. would have been a great opening scene to actually go ahead, have him continue on attacking and the whole burning sequence. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. Surprisingly, this is an enjoyable one for me, though. It is. What would you rate this one, Danilo? Aspen. Really? Okay, dude. Dang. Yeah, dude, I, 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 it's a, just a fun movie for me, man. It's one of those movies where it has a nice place in my heart. Okay, that's fair, yeah. dude. Um, this is going to be one of the way the best for me. Like I said, this is a really good slasher, in my opinion. Don't know if I'll watch this one. I don't think it's the best uh, slasher of all time either, by any means. Um, it has me curious, though, dude. I don't think I've ever watched this one in particular. I might rewatch or go ahead and watch some of the sequels following after. Especially if they're a bit more self-aware, which I've heard some of them are, at least. Oh, they are, buddy. They are. <laughs> And th- that's when it gets real fun, man. That's when it gets real fun, man. Okay, dang, dude. So you don't like franchises like that, so that's interesting to hear and take on it. Yeah, dude, because they know what they are, dude. He- he's like, I, you know, he's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. And he just starts st- stabbing people, dude. And he's a fucking doll <laughs> saying that shit. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah. Come- he's like throwing people down the stairs, you know. That's funny shit, dude. It's funny shit. Dark comedy for sure. Oh, 100%, dude. 100%. Alex, what would you rate Child's Play? Uh, for me, it's a Naboo. This is not the best not one in the franchise by any means. Ooh, um, okay. It's not one that I go back to a lot. I still like it. I still appreciate it because, I mean, it gave us the crazy metal ones like Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. Those two are like the two best Chucky movies right there. They are hilarious. So... I mean, it's 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 fine. It's a good starter movie, you know. Even Child's Play two and three, honestly, like they lean more into the comedy aspect. Okay. Like Child's Play three is borderline slapstick comedy. Okay, that's interesting. Like it is bride, insane. right? Huh? The Bride of Chucky? No, no, no uh, Child's Play three. Oh, okay. That one is a slapstick comedy, basically. It's like Charlie Chaplin comedy. It's crazy. Which uh, one's the third like a, one, though? Uh, that's the one in the military camp. Oh. Yeah, it 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 was it was in the ninety early nineties. Okay, gotcha. So. Yeah. Uh, Naboo. <laughs> Good. You know. I'll just wait to see how you're to tie all that up. <laughs> 
you know, nice, neat little bow, just like a Family Guy episode. My, what, dude? Come on. They, every episode ties up in a nice little dude. bow. Can we can we reference and, a better adult animation? Uh, South Park does the same thing. There you go. Speaking and of I, animation, and speaking like of Park. great animation, Little Caesars has an animated mascot who says Pizza Pizza. <laughs> and you know what, man? You know what? It is the best pizza to ever grace this planet. Hot and ready pizza, Little Caesars, five dollars, a little bit over. Who cares, dude? Who cares? You're a college kid. Go get your pizza. You get pizza, breadsticks, deep dish pizza, sausage on it, bacon on it, flavored crust, dude. Get your two liter. Get your lunch special. Little wings, dude. Little Caesars. It is some of the best pizza. It is the best pizza you ever eat. Headquarters are in Detroit. Little Caesars are home of the Little Caesars Arena, where the Red Wings hockey team plays. But that don't matter. Little Caesars is all around the world. For anyone in the United States and maybe some other countries, Little Caesars is the place to get your pizza. God. Little Caesars, please sponsor us. <laughs> We're such kiss asses, dude. <laughs> Only when it comes to them, bro. Only when it comes to them. That's exactly right, dude. That's exactly right. <laughs> I think that's going to wrap everything up for this week, dude. I think so as well, man. It was a good episode, man. I like talking about these films. Yeah, dude, we got some more um, horror fun next week, dude. We got Skinamarink, a film you suggested, actually. And another film called Sensor, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Those are two, like, those are indie films as well, man. Yeah. They're both streaming, too. Or, like, you have to, like, rent them. But I think uh, Sensor is still streaming on Hulu. Maybe, maybe not. Don't quote me on that. But, uh, yeah, dude, it should be a good time. Because Sensor's a trip, and I imagine this one's a trip as well. It's That's what it sure sounds like. Yeah, man. Yeah. So stay tuned for next week for that one, guys. You know, no more, no more to a Thursday spot for you. Hell yeah, man. If you ain't breezing, you ain't wheezing. Shout out to our boy Josh Breezy as well, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, listeners, go ahead and stay tuned. Like I said, January 15th in the Galaxy of Film Fan Club. That's on Facebook. Link down below for that group. You can find my film early there, Like a Surgeon. Um, it'll be publicly released on the 20th on Galaxy Film Productions and galaxyfilm.com. Make sure to go ahead, check down below for Alex's video that he published through us on the YouTube channel. It'll title 2022, A Year in Film. Alex, you know, it's always good having you on here, dog. You're here every other week anyways. You know the usual gist. Where can our listeners find you, bro? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at AWREAMS. That's A-W-R-E-A-M-S. And you can look out for uh, more short films from Galaxy of Film. We got a lot in the tank. The hell we yeah, make, we do, you know? man. We got a lot coming. It's going to be a busy, busy year. That's exactly right, dude. A very busy year. And you know what? People can, where people can keep uh, keep up with us on social media? You know, we got Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all at Galaxy of Film for your convenience. We got some shit on there, too, man. Good content coming, you know? Go ahead and oh, drop yeah. a little follow. My dad just subscribed to the YouTube channel, finally. Fucking gotcha. finally, dude. There we go. Sick one, Dad. What a G, dude. Yeah, only took you fucking two years. <laughs> two years? I've, I've barely known Max a year. Oh, come on, dude. I met you in November. Shut up. Anyways, yeah, shout out to you, Mr. Reams, for the subscription. <laughs> Appreciate that one, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And if you're out there and you haven't already, go ahead and drop a subscription as well on Galaxy of Film Productions. And also, if you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us a Spotify and iTunes review. It truly does help the show much more than you can imagine, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Chili's El Presidente also has great reviews.
Justice for Hallie.